This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Didn't that feel like how you felt the entire time watching uh, this game by the Cleveland Browns? Hey, 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 listen, we are here for our OBR Newswire podcast, another victory pod. That is three in a row, folks. We have another victory week. So it started with Cincinnati and then we had 10 days to celebrate Then we had the Washington football team and a victory to celebrate for seven days as we worried about traveling down to Dallas. Again, reminder, this game was on the road and they had fans down to Dallas. And now we have seven days to celebrate a victory as the Cleveland Browns beat the Dallas Cowboys 49 to 38. I know what a I know we normally call it a 40 burger. I don't know what the 50 is. I don't know if there's a an official thing on a 50 whether it's a a 50 whopper or I got no idea, but we almost got to 50 there for Cleveland today. 49-38. Before I get into the game and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell you why um, no one should be that worried about how the game ended and how the the whole process of that last fourth quarter and and, and to be blunt also, why it's a good thing. So those are two different conversations. Uh, so again, why you shouldn't be worried at all, and then why it's a good thing. Those are different, but it's important, okay? So, and I'll be honest with you up front. Before I do this read by DoorDash and get into some of the stats and, and all that, it's not because a win is a win, okay? So you're going to see that a lot. The reasons that no one should be worried about how it ended and... It's actually a positive thing for the Browns. Have nothing to do with a, a win is a win. Listen, th- a win is a win. Wins are always good in the NFL. You only get 16 opportunities for them. And the Browns have won three of those in their first four chances, right? In the first quarter of the season, the Cleveland Browns are three and one. But I'm going to tell you here first about DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. Like right now, if you're feeling some energy pumping, no matter what the weather is, where you're listening, um, they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. What are you craving this Sunday night on Victory Monday or going into Victory Monday or maybe Victory Monday lunch or Victory Monday dinner? DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. 
Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot. We're not doing that tonight. My wife made some awesome pasta. So we're going to do that, but we do this often. Go to our favorite local spot. Just go to the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word. That's $5 off. And zero delivery freeze on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash, and that's all one word. So let's run through it. So this is Sunday afternoon. Uh, I like to do the after-game ones as soon as I can. Sometimes family and those kind of things will not allow that. But I'm going to be posting this on Sunday afternoon for Monday as well. So kind of looking at the game as best I can, both from the right now, right after the game, and maybe with a bigger long long view of the game as well. So statistically, let's run through it real quickly. Do the Browns like to run the ball at all? Dearness Johnson, 13 attempts, 95 yards. Odell Beckham, two attempts, 73 yards, including that 50-yard touchdown to seal the game. 11 attempts for Kareem Hunt, who was struggling with his growing, 71 yards and two touchdowns. Nick Chubb, before he got hurt, six six carries, 43 yards. Dontrell Hilliard, five carries, 19 yards. Baker had three for six. Looking at the passing game, obviously Jarvis Landry's touchdown to open the game uh, for 37 yards. Baker was 19 of 30, 165 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Again, that is a key number for a Browns running game and a Kevin Stefanski offense, zero interceptions. He only had 11 incompletions, um, and obviously that Jarvis Landry 37-yarder was pretty big. Uh, receiving, it was Beckham, Landry, and Bryant. Uh, Hooper had a lot of targets, but Beckham, five receptions, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Landry, five for 48. Hooper, I'm sorry, Bryant, four for 37. Hooper, five for 34, including a touchdown. And running it out, Dontrell Hilliard had one reception for two yards. Going over to Dallas, Again, they were coming from behind really since the second quarter. Dak Prescott, 41 of 58 for 502 yards. So 300 yards rushing for the Browns is better than 502 yards passing for Dallas. Prescott, four touchdowns, one interception, the one at the end of the game till Denzel Ward. That really sealed the deal. Uh, then we go to rushing, and you, you guys know I have focused a lot on where the Browns are when it comes to defending the run. Uh, every game is a little different and why the run numbers might be up or down. In this case, Dallas was down in the game, so for them, uh, running the ball was less likely. But still, early in the game, they were up 14-7, and they still had Ezekiel at 12 attempts, 54 yards. Pollard, 3 attempts for 16. Prescott, 2 for 12. CeeDee Lamb, 1 for 3. So if you read our previews and predictions uh, that Johnny Kinsley posted for us, uh, you would have seen that I noted that uh, Mike McCarthy historically has liked to go away from the run. Sorry, he doesn't like to do it. He just does it. I don't know what he likes or doesn't like, but historically he has gone away from the run. He's abandoned the run, and so that is something that I noted. Uh, and so for Dallas, they uh, only had 18 total carries for less than 100 yards. I'm trying to do quick math here. 60, 70, 82, 85 yards total for Dallas rushing the ball. And obviously, if we're looking at the receivers, big games across the board. With Amari Cooper leading the way, he was targeted 16 times, 12 receptions, 134 yards, and a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb, the rookie, uh, five receptions, 79 yards, 79 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Dalton Schultz, again, the Browns cannot cover tight ends, four receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. 
Elliott, Zeke had eight receptions, 71 yards. So they had four players with 71 yards or more. Noah Brown, four receptions, 43 yards. And they just had a bunch of guys because there was just a lot of uh, passing going on in Dallas. I think one of the biggest things we look at um, is really a difference in the turnovers with Dak having one interception, one fumble loss. Ezekiel Elliott with his fumble loss as well. So three turnovers to zero turnovers. That is really the key stat of the game. Everything else, time of possession, Cleveland dominated 33 minutes to 26 minutes. Um, And so the game is the game when it comes to the stats. So let me tell you first, uh, the reason that I am not at all worried about how this now is worried while it was happening Worried as in what's the outcome going to be, but why I'm not at all worried about looking at a 49-38 game where all of a sudden Dallas is coming back is, in the end, it doesn't matter when certain things happen or don't happen, right? So we all expected this game to be a close game. We expected it to be kind of a shootout. So the fact that, I mean, you just look at the scorecard, it's really interesting, Um So just looking at the helmets on our NFL media site. So Brown score first, Dallas, Dallas, and then it's one, two, three, four, five, six straight scores for the Cleveland Browns. Dallas then with three, and then the Browns finish it off with that Odell Beckham uh, long reverse touchdown run and whatever in the world we're going to call that two-point conversion off the blocked uh, PAT. But again, here's the thing. We would not have been surprised just in general as a fan base if that if those six Browns and those three Dallas touchdowns were more interspersed, right? So if we went, if it was Browns, you know, so looking at the second uh, quarter, if it started Browns touchdown, Dallas touchdown, Browns touchdown, Browns uh, touchdown, Dallas touchdown, Browns field goal, Browns touchdown, Dallas touchdown, Browns field goal. That's nine. So I just did that really quickly. But if we would, if that would have happened, none of us would have been surprised and we all would have been pretty darn excited for a 49 to 38 victory. Obviously, it is not fun to watch your team dwindle down and, and put fear into your heart when they're up 41 to 14 with 45 seconds left in the third quarter. Obviously, that is stressful. Uh, and then obviously to have it at 4138 uh, with uh, just under four minutes left. All of that is very, very stressful. But as you look at how the game, what happened in the game and what we expected from the game, it really doesn't matter where and how the scores happen in my mind, because this is what you expected. We, uh, I jokingly used the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme because I really felt like this was going to be that kind of game where uh, you had a good offense versus a good offense versus, or I'm sorry, a good offense versus a bad defense, a good offense versus a bad defense, right? It was similar teams in a lot of ways. I think Dallas had a better, more explosive offense uh, with their th- the best three wide receivers um, probably in the NFL together there uh, with Gallup, with Amari Cooper, uh, and with C.D. Lamb. Wilson is also pretty darn good. And then obviously they have Ezekiel Elliott. Their offensive line was not as good as the Browns, uh, even before uh, their center went down, Joe Looney, with an injury. But... Um, they still still very similar teams, right? Browns more of a running game um, with still some obviously very talented players. So again, when I tell you that it, you should not be overly worried about how the game flow went, I really do mean that. 
the reality of the game is it ended up around what we expected the game to be, right? Now, my prediction, I predicted the Browns to win 30-28. to 28. Obviously, I was off on the actual score, but I actually just thought that they would run, they would all run the ball a little bit more, a um, little less turnovers for the for Dallas. You know, just I thought things would go a little bit different where the score wouldn't go so high, and I thought the Browns would try to control it with a little bit more, um, were able to control with a little bit more clock um, and, and hold Dallas down a little bit. They just, Dallas just said, screw it and let's throw the ball, especially starting there in the third quarter. But again, the game ended up where we expected it to go, right? So just because Dallas scored all of theirs in bunches, right? Like, let's just take those three touchdowns, move them to the second quarter, and bump all of the Browns' touchdowns to the end. So they would have had seven straight scores. So it would have been, obviously, who knows what would have happened confidence-wise and all that stuff and and game um, flow and Browns' offense. But what if it was Browns scored first, Dallas scores five straight, and the Browns come back and we still have a 49-38 to victory? A lot of excitement, a lot of pump, look at them, their resolve, all that stuff. Well, they still have resolve. They still have a bad defense or a defense that is struggling, and Dallas still has a great offense with weapons everywhere. The matchups were not good, right? And then you throw in the fact that Nick Chubb went out injured. We have no idea exactly what's going on with him. Add to that that it looked like they were hoping the game was kind of under wraps so that they could put Kareem Hunt on ice because we know his growing was a concern going into this game. Right. And then, you know, they don't have Kaderil Hodge. So Donovan Peoples-Jones is in there instead. So they're limited. Obviously, if you remember, David Njoku is still out. So there's a lot of things going on there where the Browns offense was missing just a little bit. There's a couple plays where Chris Hubbard was in, didn't seem to affect the game or anything at all, uh, where Hubbard was in for Conklin. I don't think the reactions that you're going to read matter that much. I don't I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I don't think that's actually the story of the game. I do believe the story of the game continues to be the Browns offense, continues to be the stability of Kevin Stefanski, continues to be the depth especially on the running backs and weapons and and even uh, blocking with the offensive line with the tight ends that are able to block those kind of things. Um, and continues to be the Browns' run defense. I think the fact that they gave up all the, the again, when I say all those scores, just take a look at the picture of, of what happened. Six straight scores by the Browns' offense. Dallas had three, and obviously all three of those were touchdowns with two-point conversions, so they were bigger. But the Browns had a huge run from the second quarter all the way through the third quarter where they made huge plays and obviously took that 41-14 to lead. That's the story of the game. Browns offense, Browns rush defense, and just enough resilience to not allow Nick Chubb's injury to bring him down, to not allow the Dallas Cowboys um, rush there in the fourth quarter. First score is at 12-28, second at 6-32, third at 3-47. Not to allow those things to let them unravel. We've seen it in Cleveland. We've seen it for the Browns for so many years that – any little thing tends to lead to them to get unraveled. But penalties, so Donovan Peoples-Jones, I forget if it was a holding or a face mask. Um, 
There was, I think it was a holding. Odell Beckham Jr. had a block in the back. Um, There's just a lot of things that happened to the Browns today that could have led them to fold, and they didn't. And I think that directly goes to Kevin Stefanski and his stability on the sideline. He doesn't seem to change no matter how the game is going. He gets excited for big plays and those kind of things. But in general, he doesn't seem to change. Now, some of that might be that we can't see his whole face um, with the mask, but his demeanor doesn't seem to change. So that's why I don't think it matters. The second thing is, is I think it's actually good for the Browns. So if you think about the 41-14 to 14 lead that they had going into the fourth quarter, imagine that just continues. So maybe they score again, so they get to 49, but maybe Dallas only scores one touchdown. So it's 49-22, and it's a laugher in case Keenum is in, by the way, something I suggested on Twitter or asked on Twitter. So silly me to think that this was going to go a little smoother at the end. But if all that happens, the Browns go into the Indianapolis game with a little bit, maybe too much confidence, maybe a little too highly thinking of themselves. I think this is actually really helpful as they go into the Indy game and the Pittsburgh game. My hope or my goal for the team was at least one victory out of the next three. So they went into the Bengals game 500 with the hope of going into their bye four and three and over 500. Now, now I'm selfish. I want one more. I want to go into that Bengals game at four and two. I want one more. But I think it's important that they can't go in arrogant. They can't go in cocky. They may be without Nick Chubb. We don't know the extent of that injury. So they need to be focused, right? And so even as I'm speaking, Indianapolis is playing. Uh, They're playing the Chicago Bears, and they're up 7 nothing. So the Browns can't get overly excited or believe in themselves too much. So I think it was good for the Browns that the game ended the way it did. I think there was confidence there. I think the guts to to run that end around that, um, again, in the Kevin Stefanski system, and I think Jake has talked about this a lot, the Browns often are asking their, their runners to make one guy miss. And at the NFL level, you should be able to generally make one guy miss. Odell Beckham did that. Right, We've seen Nick Chubb do it. We've seen Kareem Hunt do it. We've seen Jarvis Landry at times do it, at least you know as a pass catcher. So Odo Beckham made that one guy miss that he had to, and then it was him setting up blocks, him, him setting up uh, the pursuit angles, all that stuff for the touchdown. But again, I think it's okay in how the game ended. I think it's actually good for the Browns. I think it allows them to really stay focused on the fact that the offense has to stay churning. Again, without Chubb and with a limited hunt, maybe Stefanski went a little too prevent-oriented. But the reality is, is he was playing a lot of odds there. There was just so little time left for the for Dallas to make that run. And obviously I can say that, and then someone can come back to me and say, Jared, with 3 minutes and 47 seconds left, Dallas was only down 3. You're absolutely right. But if the Browns' offense in any game is not able to take time, two, two and a half minutes, three minutes off the clock at the end of the game, then it's not built the way we want it to be built. Not way, not built the way Kevin Stefanski wants the offense to be built. So again, 300 yards rushing, big game by Odell Beckham Jr. Defense came up, again, three turnovers. When they happen, and the fact that they got gassed is not overly surprising, um, that is a really good Dallas offense. Their offensive line isn't perfect. The fact that the pass rush really struggled um, 
is a little bit concerning. And the fact that I have to watch uh, Indianapolis with Phillip Rivers score with a tight end who the Browns struggle to cover is probably a little bit concerning as well as they go up seven for that seven to nothing lead. But again, the story of the game is the offensive weapons, the running game, the defense being able to stop the run. That's the story of the game. 49 points is the story of the game. A win is the story of the game. It's not about the fact that the Browns allowed Dallas to score 24 straight points after the Browns scored there. I don't like doing math all the time, but uh, let's just go with 34 straight points, right? So from 7 to 41, that's 34 straight points. The Browns scored 34 straight points. Dallas scored 24, and then the Browns scored again, right? Like that's really what happened. That's the story of the game. The Browns go into another victory week. We as uh, media and fans get to go into another uh, victory week where we'll analyze it all. So you'll see a ton of stuff up on the site, um, as you should be expecting. Fred's going to have news for you. Jake's going to be breaking down the film. Uh, John Stevenson should be back breaking down some film for us. Uh, Johnny Kinsley is going to be um, with his gifts and uh, quick looks at some of the film stuff. Um, you know, we're going to have people all over the place on this. So um, I'll be writing something. I'm not sure what I'll be writing, but just being honest with you. So for the week. We'll have, uh, should have Steven on coming in for Tuesday morning's uh, podcast, should have Jake coming on for Wednesday morning, and should have Fred coming on for Thursday morning. Want to finish up talking to you about Bet Online? Listen, folks, the Browns are three and one. If you want to start getting excited and maybe put some money where your hope is, that's up to you. I'm never going to be the one to pressure you into that. But the wait is finally over. Football is back. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals. I hope you took the over uh, for today's game to team player and coaching props. Uh, maybe next week against Indianapolis, you might want to take the under, by the way. Uh, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than in anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses still today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use our promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your sports book experts. Thanks for stopping by, whether it is this Sunday afternoon evening to celebrate another victory pod, another Browns victory, or this is your Monday going into the office, making sure you're ready to talk to everyone, talk their ear off about the Browns being 3-1, and one, and when they tell you, yeah, but they gave up those 24 straight points, you let them know it doesn't matter, 49 49 points, a great effort by the running game. The defense who stopped the run and had three turnovers, that's the story of the game. But the end of the game allows the Browns to stay focused. Going into week number five already, folks, and the Browns, your Cleveland Browns, are 3-1 and going to face the Indianapolis Colts and then the Pittsburgh Steelers, then finishing off before the bye with the now no longer winless Cincinnati Bengals, who are 1-2-1, and one, are looking more competitive than ever. Uh, and the Browns are in the division. Listen, Pittsburgh's game got delayed uh, or postponed, whatever they are calling it. So they are 3-0. and Baltimore 3-1 and with a victory today as well. Cleveland 3-1 and with a loss to Baltimore on their record. And Cincinnati 1-2-1. and That is a very, very good division. Since all the games aren't over, I can't tell you if it's the best division in football based on records. But just a real quick look, it looks like it's going to be pretty darn close. So 
going in victory week again three in a row folks let's enjoy it take care of yourself take care of others and go browns